book of bourbon. Bourbon. Hello! Welcome to Boozy Bracketology, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Chris, and I am your host as we continue our march to find the best musical of all time, best Broadway musical of all time. I know there's a reason Evil Dead, the musical, isn't on here. It's because for some reason that just never quite made it to Broadway. It's okay. It's okay. We're here with the most current version, the 2006 to present portion of the bracket, and we've got some doozies on here. And being that we are going to be bringing an end to the round of 64, I am going to be bringing an end to this bottle of High West Whiskey American Prairie Bourbon. This was a store pick from the Corona Cigar Company right here in Tampa, Florida. Uh, it's actually called Davidoff or the Corona Cigar Company, either or. This particular bourbon, uh, High West uh, Whiskey Distillery, is one of the better distilleries, especially on the west side of the U.S., but uh, this particular bourbon finished eight months in the sherry casks, and that bottle is gone. It's actually a really dope bottle, too. It's got a little... Uh, a little deer on the front. Oh, precious. It's a really cool bottle, and that will be holding me over for the duration of this recording. And I've already cautioned the panelists, there's one in here I'm really passionate about. And if you get this wrong, I swear to God, if you get this wrong, this will be the shortest recording ever, because you will not have opinions the rest of the night. But we're going to get started by meeting our panelists. We're going to start to my left with my lovely wife, Leah. Leah, how you doing? What are you drinking? Hey everyone, I'm doing great. Um, I'm just drinking a little bit of lemonade. Um, it's great. Leah's got some lemonade in her glass. I've got some bourbon in my glass. Let's mix those together. No? Sure. Do you want to, you want to sip? No. Okay. Well, next up, the pride of Fort Worth, Texas. Steven, my friend, how you doing? What you drinking? I am stealing myself with my old friend, Mountain Dew. Zero spark. Because sometimes I like a little grapefruit flavor. That's right. Zero spark? Zero spark. What, you never had Mountain Dew spark? Technically, I think it's a raspberry lemonade, but I'll be damned if it's not a grapefruit. (laughs) (laughs) Finding all this new stuff out. That's why I've challenged Stephen to come up with a best diet diet soda bracket that we hopefully will be doing here. Uh, but let's uh, let's move it on out to Huntsville, Alabama. Last but never least, Nikki, how you doing? What are you drinking? I'm doing good. Um, I feel bad. I don't know why Broadway just doesn't get very boozy because <laughs> none of us are drinking ever on this one. But yeah, I still have my sparkling water pure. No flavor. I just want sparkling water. I just want water that has a little bit of carbonation. I don't want all those weird flavors. So, yes, LaCroix, sparkling water pure. Not as good as Topo Chico, but it's the best second I've seen. So, it is what it is. Couldn't you just get a soda stream and like, put water in it? I could do that. I just, you know, I like to complain too much to just do that. So. <laughs> I don't want solutions. I just want to complain. <laughs> Well, we are here into a portion of the bracket that a, a lot of us have been looking forward to. Some of us have been dreading. This is the recent, guys. We are in the recent Broadway musical. So we're going to start with your overall one seed. It's no shock to anybody. Your overall one seed is, of course, Hedwig. And, no, it's freaking Alexander Hamilton. Hamilton, the one seed, 
taking on the 16th seed of Newsies, and we're going to start with Leah. Well, Hamilton is deservedly the one seed here. Um, I listened to the soundtrack every day for the first year after it came out. But not only did I sing the songs, I literally thought about it and analyzed the lyrics and researched the true life stories of some of our founding fathers. I'll talk about it more later, hopefully, but Hamilton is fantastic and is going to get my vote. Hamilton gets its first vote. The next vote goes to Steven. Newsies. You've got Open the Gates and Seize the Day. That is a great song. That is legitimately a song that I love to listen to. It, it, it can pump you up. Hamilton. You're not Lin-Manuel Miranda's most cohesive soundtrack. That, of course, is Moana. You're not his most condensed and precise soundtrack. That is, of course, 21 Chump Street. You are, however, his best soundtrack. Hamilton is great top to bottom it is so smart it is so well done you can tell that it's his second musical or at least his second big hit musical because he's got a lot more smart things into it just like simple things like um when hamilton's son changes the line so that he never counts to 10 when he's doing his practices he always gets to nine and then of course he gets shot when this he gets to a duel because he doesn't get to 10 he never gets to 10 because he has to say set tweet enough instead of set tweet enough it's little little things like that that make hamilton exquisite you can go back to it again and again and again and find little touches like that that really make it a wonderful experience over and over and over hamilton hamilton has its second vote nikki yeah, but can I just complain a little bit here? Because I like to complain. <laughs> um, yeah, my vote's going to Hamilton, but can we just talk about Newsies? Why did they do that to Newsies? I loved the movie. I thought it was a cute little Disney channel. I loved Christian Bale. I loved it. The stage version? Terrible. It was really bad. Like, I didn't like the whole storyline that they changed. I didn't like the whole thing with him and the reporter. Just give me Bill Pullman back. Like, I don't understand why you needed to make it some chick and make it this weird storyline. I didn't like it. And it was kind of boring. Like, it was just not, had no heart. I didn't like it. I didn't like the stage version. So, yeah, I'm voting for Hamilton. But I just want to say I didn't like Newsies. So, there you go. All right. Hamilton sweeps its way into the round of 32. No one is shocked here. But we are moving on to your 8 and 9 matchup. Your eight seed, Spring Awakening. Your nine seed, Next to Normal. Steven, you're kicking us off. It's a little early in the show, although second show in a row. Bit by the damn mute bug, Steven. Mind the mute button, sir. Nah. <laughs> We've got a problem here, because I'm not really in love with either one of these. Um... Spring Awakening, it wants to be more important than it is. It, it wants to be it wants to be Avenue Q. It wants to be the musical about moving into adulthood that we all, everyone universally loves and decides that it, it's somehow deeper than it's supposed to be. And it's a lot shallower than it's pretending to be, the Spring Awakening. Um, but next to normal, I, I just, I don't like it. And I don't know why. I mean, it's 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 like objectively, I can't find much wrong with it. It's just it doesn't light me up in any way. So I'm gonna go ahead and give it to Spring Awakening here. Spring Awakening picks up a first vote. Nikki, you know, I like to go see musicals because they bring me joy, like they bring me happiness. But both of these musicals are freaking depressing. Like they're just not happy at all. Like 
the characters are all sad and all depressed and it's just not very fun. And um, so I'm kind of in agreement. I'm not in love with either one of these. I'm going to go for Spring Awakening. It's a little bit more memorable for me um, as, as far as some of the soundtrack songs go. Some of the music's actually pretty catchy. Um, but yeah, I mean, the original story, Spring Awakening, of course, was like banned all over the world or and everything. And they decided to make it a Broadway musical. I don't really understand that, but it had some catchy tunes. So Spring Awakening. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Was no. Jesus Christ. No. Did we get it wrong? Yes. Oh, I did not like Next to Normal. Next to Normal is an amazing masterpiece of storytelling because not only is the big reveal at the end of the first, in the middle of the first freaking act, but then you find out the entire show is about mental illness and it's about not coming to a happy ending. It's about coming to an ending that's logical in modern times. The show is amazing. It's with four phenomenal performances, five if you want to count the boyfriend, but it's an amazing, well-written show. It's a travesty that it only got the one Tony Award for, uh, oh, what's her name? Yeah, I forget her name. It only got but the one Tony Award. Aaron Tveit didn't get. Good, but it just. Aaron Tveit didn't. I am more than memory. Aaron Tveit didn't get a nom for that. I'm done. I'm done. Leah, just go. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know this was the one I, that was going to make you so upset. I'm sorry. But well, yeah, yeah I, I honestly didn't think that was a horse in the back. <laughs> <laughs> it is my favorite musical of all time. Oh, it is a wonder I, I of storytelling. I, I, it I'm is sorry, but yeah, I didn't really like it, to be honest. You're not supposed to like it. You're supposed to love it. No one likes seeing it because it's it's not a happy go lucky musical. It doesn't have a happy ending. I'm not saying yeah, everything has to be happy go lucky, but yeah, I mean, yeah, the big reveal, yeah, the sun is dead and all this stuff, and then yeah, it was about mental illness. But it, I mean, it, I don't know. I just it didn't it the, didn't connect. The, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The Chris, crux sorry. of the second act where the daughter's sitting there freaking out on her boyfriend because she's afraid that she's gonna end up just like her mom, and you find out that the husband's dealing with the exact same mental illness, but is able to keep it bottled up because the only thing he wants to do is to keep his wife and his family intact it's heartbreaking it's a, i'm not saying it's not a pretty story but i'm heartbreaking music to me doesn't i don't know sorry i'm sorry chris you don't have to, you don't have to apologize i'm just telling you you're wrong <laughs> it's a heartbreaking and beautiful story leah go right ahead i actually don't think i need to say anything my vote was going to be for next normal for all the reasons that chris just said we actually saw it together um in a little theater of like only like 30 people and we we're on the second row so we were literally part of the show it seemed like um and I think that that might be one of the reasons why Chris and I had such a, a unique, apparently, apparently not everyone has the same experience watching Next to Normal that you and I had. Because um, we really did. It felt like we were experiencing what the characters were experiencing. Um, and it really does. Like, I remember leaving the theater and he and I in the car were just like having trouble breathing because we felt like it had just ripped out our hearts so much. Um, and I... It's, it's hard for shows. There's actually one other show on here that kind of leaves that same experience for me. But it doesn't happen that often. I actually do like Spring Awakening, too. So this was actually going to be a difficult choice for me because I actually like both of them. Um, but because of the emotional impact that it left on me, the lasting impact, my vote would have been for Next to Normal. You know, you just brought something up that kind of that rings true because the the major I was thinking about the majority of that show of Next to Normal is takes place in their house. Like the majority of that show takes place in their house. And the fact that we were in such a small, intimate setting, like you could reach out and touch the actors when we were seeing them, like you felt like you were there. Like it wasn't like you were in the audience. You felt like you were sitting in their living room watching them go through all this. 
I love that show so damn much. If you haven't seen Next to Normal, see it. The music's great, but go see the musical because it's a touching story. But uh, fuck it. Spring Awakening's moving on. All right, next up. It's the bitch of living, what can I tell you? Yeah, it's, it's, I feel really bad because I could have gone either way on that one. I know. I was like, I was sort of indifferent. So. <laughs> so mad right now. I am the unbiased host. I, I, I volunteered to host this one. I really wanted to play, but I volunteered to host. If I had played and had Stephen host, this would have ended differently. Next up, your five seed, Come From Away, the 12 seed Rock of Ages, and we're getting started with our trader, Nikki. Wow. <laughs> I'm done. I'm well, done. I right. promise. So, full disclosure on this one: I have not had an opportunity to see either one live on stage. Um, Rock of the Ages, I had the unfortunate just to see like the movie version, um, and Come From Away, I've just listened to the soundtrack. So, I mean, just based on that, I'm going for Come From Away. I wish I knew a little bit more about it, but the music was beautiful. Um, but my vote's going for Come From Away because I just felt like the Rock of Ages movie was so bad that it couldn't even say probably the stage version so <laughs> um chris is drinking right now he's left he's pouring wow, himself we've, some we've, alcohol uh, we've hurt him deeply so, he has abandoned his own show yeah the high west is uh did not last nearly the whole episode i can't figure out why so can you guess what uh nikki voted for even though you didn't have your headphones on i'm gonna guess i well no i want to keep my uh I'm going to guess that she voted for the five seed come from away. Yeah, I think that's what she did. I was too distracted by you. Yes. Okay. Come from away picks up its first vote. Next vote here obviously goes to, uh, we're going to go to my lovely wife, Leah. So Rock of Ages has great music, but it's music that you can hear at any bar on a Friday night. And the story does not stay with you. It's just not very good. Come from away, though. You know how I was just talking about next to normal and how that show stays with you. Come from away is my next to normal. Um, I think it is one of the best shows that I have ever seen. Uh, we actually got free tickets to it, and the reason why Mike and Nikki um, have not ever seen it on stage is because we got their tickets when they moved away. Um, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, so they had uh, as tickets tickets to the Performing Arts Center in town, and they moved and could not use their come from away tickets anymore, so they gave them to me and Chris. So we went into it not knowing anything about the story. We were just like, oh, date night. Let's just go to the theater. Um, I was literally sobbing halfway through it. It's one of those shows that's just like good sobbing. Like not sobbing. I mean, it's definitely a heartbreaking show. But you're sobbing more for the inspiration behind it because you're so moved by the story. And again, it was one that I was not familiar with going into it. So literally as I'm seeing – like – the part that really gets to me is the song that the air, um, the flight attendant sings, or whatever they call them now. Flight att- yeah, yeah, that's the politically correct term. Flight attendant sings, um, or actually not the flight attendant, the pilot. I'm sorry. I'm not messing the whole thing up. I'm just so like shattered right now. Um, that the pilot sings about how she was like one of the first female pilots to ever fly. And that the thing that she loves the most has just been taken away from her because the attacks on 9-11 happened as she's flying in the air. And now the one thing that she loves more, like most in the world, has been taken away. It's preventing her from getting back to her family and from doing what she loves. Like it's such like, I, I don't know. It's just like, it's just one of those things that just like, brought me to tears because it was just so wonderful and just so like devastatingly wonderful and just the whole story about how it's how small Canadian town 
rallies around this plane that was derailed, planes that were derailed there. When the 9-11 attacks happen, it's just such an inspirationally moving story that I spend the whole second act pretty much just crying and laughing because it is actually a funny show. Um, But like just really feeling moved because of it. Um, So please check it out. I hear it's on Apple Plus. Is that what it's called? Apple Plus. I don't have that, but I hear that you can actually see they recorded a stage performance um, of the show and you can watch it on there. So if you, if it's still out there, if you can, it's fantastic. Please check it out. Come from away, picks up a second vote. Last vote goes to Steven. The other traitor. (sighs) Okay. First, let me say, I'm going to forgive Nikki because all she saw was the movie version of Rock of Ages. And that is a desecration of art akin to taking a five-alarm chili-fueled shit on the Mona Lisa. It, it, it's, it's just... It's god-awful. It is not Rock of Ages. It is a completely different plot with completely different characters. I, I don't know why they changed it to make every single decision worse... I can't explain that, but Rock of Ages, the stage production, is so fun and so amazing, and it brings me so much joy because it hits, like, all of the buttons that I love the most. I love the music, even though it's the jukebox musical. I love the characters. I love the fact that, unlike the movie, it's not some stupid Three's three's Company situation that she actually sleeps with the rock star, so there are consequences, and things happen. I hate that movie. I'm going to give it to Rock of Ages. You're right. You're right. You're both right. Come from a ways of the better thing. It's a tearjerker. Everybody loves it. Rock of Ages deserves its due, and it does not deserve that shitful fuck movie. I hate it so much. I hate it so much. I'm going to give my vote to Rock of Ages. Well, I'm glad you guys finally got a decision right. Um, I love Come From Away. Leah and I saw it together. I love it. Thank you, Nikki, for the tickets. We appreciated that. Uh, the only You're good welcome. thing to come I totally out of, forgot about that. The only good thing to come out of Mike and Nikki moving, by the way. But uh, the the scene from the thing that I loved about Come From Away is that there's a, a woman in the show that from the beginning you know there's something wrong, like she's trying to get a hold of of her son who's in New York, and you know as soon as you hear that you know what's going on, and it doesn't make the ending any easier to watch, where she gets the phone call, and you, you, everyone knows what I'm talking about. It's gut wrenching. I apparently I have a thing for gut wrenching stuff. Apparently I have a little bit of a soft side. Hey, neither here nor there. Come from away. Moves on to the round of thirty two. We are moving on. Okay, who here likes depressing things? We're going with the four seed, dear Evan Hansen, the eleven seed, no, the thirteen seed. Once, Leah, you're kicking us off. So once has that one fantastic song that everyone knows, mostly because there was like a four year stretch of time where they had a contestant sing it every year on American Idol. Um, but that's pretty much what you need to know about it. Dear Evan Hansen, I actually just saw on stage this past February. Um, so you can imagine me being a high school counselor would be obviously moved by the story of how difficult it is to be a high schooler, especially in today's age with all the social media. Um, I wasn't expecting to be so strongly affected by the secondary storylines involving the parents and how they struggle with parenting and understanding their teenagers. Um, I believe that most people in real life try to do the right thing. Um, And that's what the characters do too. They don't do things with a malice intent. Um, Life is hard sometimes and even for the best intentioned. Um, 
I'm clearly going to vote for Dear Evan Hansen, but I do hope that you all listen to some cool covers of Falling Slowly from Once because it is a very beautiful song. And I haven't seen the Dear Evan Hansen movie, but I hear it's not good. So don't go see that. See the stage production if you can. Leah's gone for Dear Evan Hansen. Our next pick here goes to Steven. Uh, Yeah, if you want to know about the Dear Evan Hansen movie, um, the person playing Evan Hansen's mom cannot sing, so they cut her down to one song. That's all you kind of really need to know about it. It kind of sums it up in a nutshell. Um, Dear Evan Hansen is not a great play because it blows its wad at the end of the first act. That's the high point of it, and it just kind of goes along from there. Uh, that being said, that high point is extremely high, and it's way better than once, so Dear Evan Hansen gets my vote. Dear Evan Hansen gets the second vote. Nikki, take us home. Yeah, I'm a, I'm in agreement with uh, Steven there on that one. I, I, I like Dear Evan Hansen, but I did kind of struggle with the second act. It kind of lost me a little bit. Um, once, again, it was just a better movie. I enjoyed the movie. The stage musical of it was fine. Um, but the movie was better and the movie also had falling slowly. So I don't know why they needed to add more songs. So yeah, I'm going to go with dear Evan Hansen. And we have a sweep dear Evan Hansen moves its way into the round of 32. And we move on to the second half of our game. But before we do, do you like bonus brackets? Do you like bonus trivia? Patreon.com slash, sorry, patreon.com slash PTEBB is your exclusive home for all of our bonus content, not just for Boozy Bracketology, but our sister podcast, the Pub Trivia Experience. Bonus brackets, bonus trivia dropping each and every week. It is the place to be. And if you want to help us financially, that's how to do so. Uh, if you can't help financially right now, like, listen, times are tough. I get it. Uh, do me a favor, five-star rating, write us a review. That'd be absolutely amazing of you. If you want to get in touch with the show, boozy, bracketology at gmail.com is your way to do that. If you have bracket suggestions, if you want to be a panelist, that is where to go. But we're going to go on to the second half of the show. Next up, we are going with to start with Steven here. Steven, oh, it actually kind of worked out this way. Steven, you're choosing between the sixth seat of Town, the 11th seat of Kinky Boots. I'll give Kinky Boots its respect. I understand why other people like it. Um, but I'm not a personal fan of Kinky Boots, and it would not matter anyway. Hades Towns is, bar none, my favorite musical of all time. I, I cannot get enough of it. I go to see it as often as I can. Uh, I listen to the soundtrack as much as I can. I get more and more from it each and every time. Uh, it speaks to the part of me that's a mythology nerd. It speaks to the part of me that's a theater nerd. It speaks to the part of me that's just a human and that wants that catharsis, that wants to understand why sad stories can be so powerful, which is something that's kind of come up a lot in this bracket. Um, and it, it, it just touches me so deeply and so profoundly. Um, the fact that in the very beginning, the very first song, we're told that we're going to tell the tale of a tragedy, and we're going to tell it anyway, and then at the very end of it, we sing about how we're going to tell a tragedy, and we're going to tell it anyway, because that's just part of life and moving on and catharsis. And sometimes the only way out of the sad story is going through it. And I just, I absolutely adore Hades town. I think it moves musical theater forward. I, I my vote all the way. It's a lovely vote there, Steven. It sure would be a shame if someone wants to tor- torpedo its chances of moving on. We are moving on. Hades town. Got has its first vote. Got its first vote. 
Um, yeah, I switched. Where I switched to uh, Stranahan's uh, Rocky Mountain whiskey. By the way, uh, Stranahan's phenomenal, phenomenal whiskey. Uh, again, Rocky Mountains, Colorado, good whiskey. Didn't know that. We're moving on. Next up is going to be Nikki. So we had originally changed. There was something else on this, and we changed it up to Hades Town. And I admit I didn't hadn't heard of it because it wasn't on the original bracket. So I had not heard of this musical. I mean, I, I guess I'd heard of it, but I'd never seen it. Um, so I listened to the soundtrack today, and I, I will say I'm very intrigued. I'm very intrigued with it. Um, I would like to see it. Um, I have seen Kinky Boots, and it was fine, um, but not super memorable for me. So I'm kind of at an impasse because I kind of feel like I'm intrigued by Hades Town enough that I'm going to pull it through. So maybe I can like watch it, like a version of it somewhere. I don't know where I can find one. Um, but I yeah, I didn't love Kinky Boots, so I'm gonna go for Hades Town on this one because. I just didn't love Kinky Boots, so <laughs> sorry. Hades Town has a second vote. We're going to Leah. Yeah, I'm kind of indifferent to both of these, um, so it is kind of a tough decision. Um, I do like that Hades Town reimagines some stories with some maybe familiar characters, um, but it seems like it does it beautifully. Um, I'm not, like I said, I'm not as familiar with it. Uh, Kinky Boots has a good story and some good music. But I don't think it does anything super imaginative with it, um, except for maybe Billy Porter. Um, so I think I'm just going to go ahead and sweep it, Hades Town, make it go to the next round. Because um, I think it is the story that I gravitate a little bit more towards. Well, Hades Town picks up a 3 nothing sweep. And uh, Leah, I think we're going to go see that. It's it's in the next, uh, the Strata Center. I saw. I saw the commercial for it. We're going to go see Hades Town. Steven has, uh, has sold me a ticket. I'm going to buy him a ticket to go see Next to Normal next time it's in town for in Dallas. But we're going to move right along here. Next up, the three-seed Lin-Manuel Miranda's in the Heights against the 14th seed of Matilda. Nikki, kick us off. I'm probably going to get a lot of, sl- like, people are not going to like me. I'm, I'm not a big In the Heights fan. I'm just, I'm not. Um, I saw it. I've seen it twice, actually, on stage, and I saw the recent movie too. Which they just none of them. I don't know. I just I couldn't fall in love with it. Um, the music is is great. I mean, I just couldn't fall in love with it. Matilda. I don't know. It's Matilda. It's they added music to a Roald Dahl film again. I don't know if any of the songs were super memorable. Um, so I'm going for In the Heights because I think it's a the better music. But I'm not going to lie. It's not my favorite. In the Heights picks up a apathetic first vote. The next pick is going to Leah. I mean, I guess Matilda is cool if you're considering how talented the kids have to be to be able to put in all that work into their performances. Um, but come on, it's Into the Heights. Or not Into the Heights. Into the Heights. Into the Heights. Like Into the Woods. Get it? Um, it's In the Heights for me. Um, it is by far the superior show, and it tells a very interesting and intriguing story while also um, writing its love letter to Washington Heights um, in New York. And so I'm going to vote for In the Heights. In the Heights picks up another vote. Oh, Lord. Stephen, give me your opinion. In the Heights is not Lin-Manuel Miranda's most concise soundtrack. That, of course, is Moana. In the Heights is not his most uh, cohesive soundtrack. That, of course, is 21 Chump Street. In the Heights is not Lin-Manuel Miranda's best soundtrack. That, of course, is Hamilton. 
But it is still a Lin-Manuel Miranda musical play. And it is way, way more memorable than Matilda is. So, In the Heights, easily gets the vote. In the Heights, sweeping its way into the round of 32. And we are down to just two picks left in this bracket. The round of 64, folks, is almost over. And we have our 7-10 matchup. We're starting off with Leah. Leah, you got the 7th seat of Jersey Boys. The 10th seat of Billy Elliot. Take us away. So before I ever saw Billy Elliot on stage, I would have said Jersey Boys all the way, just because the music was familiar to me. Um, but now, honestly, after seeing both shows on stage, um, all I remember is Oh What a Night from Jersey Boys, and that's it, nothing else. Um, but Billy Elliot's Electricity is an original song that I sing all the time, and I don't think um, I would like Billy Elliot, um, I, I'm not like a, I don't have like a high appreciation for dance numbers, but man, the show just like blew me away. I love seeing the perspective of the young boy and his love for dancing and how him pursuing his passion affected his life. And I actually like seeing the relationship between him and his little childhood friend too. So, um, I'm going to go for Electricity and Billy Elliot. Billy Elliot picks up its first vote. Let's bring it over to Steven. Yeah, Jersey Boy's it's in the end of the day, it's just another musical biopic. And I've seen so many musical biopics, and they're all the same damn film. If I want to watch a musical biopic, I'm going to throw in Walk Hard because I at least have some fun along the way. No, no, there's just nothing redeeming about it. You, you want Frankie Valley? Put on a tape. Billy Elliot's by far the better play because there's an actual interesting story that I haven't seen a gajillion times before. Billy Elliot. Billy Elliot has its second vote. Nikki, do we have a sweep? Yeah, Billy Elliot's one actually I felt like the musical improved the film version. I actually really liked the original film, so um, I'll give it that. And I, again, I seen Jersey Boys and it was fine, but I agree. It, it, it was fine, but not super memorable, um, to be honest. So Billy Elliot. Billy Elliot sweeps its way into the round of 32. That's our first upset in this quadrant of the bracket, and we are down to our final pick. This one, I think, could be close because we're going with the two-seed of the Book of Mormon up against the 15-seed Hedwig and the Angry Inch. And wouldn't you know it, we're starting with Steven. Man, you know, just just fuck this game. Um... <laughs> Goddamn, Book of Mormon versus Hedwig and the Angry Inch. These two are on constant rotation in my when I'm driving places. I throw these on all the damn time because I love them both. And they're so completely fucking different, too. Because Book of Mormon is always going for the jokes, and Hedwig is always going for the heart pull. <laughs> oh, God damn it. So I'm, I'm trying to think here. <sighs> Okay, here's how I'm going to do it. When I listen to the Book of Mormon soundtrack, I do skip one song routinely. I always skip Turn It Off. I just don't think that's a very interesting song. I don't think it's a very funny song either. I think the point's just too stretched out to be worth a full song. With Hedwig and the Angry Inch, I don't think of any song that I regularly skip. So I think I like it more. And Hedwig is just so much deeper. It's 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 the one that stays with me. Honestly, it's the one that, it's the play I... I like the Book of Mormon, but I don't think about it when I'm not listening to it or watching it. Hedwig's I think about afterwards. Hedwig and the Angry Inch gets my vote. 
The 15 seed has its first vote. The next pick here is going to Nikki. Yeah, this was a, this was a mean one. <laughs> um, and I, I mean, I'm kind of in agreement with, with everything Stephen said there about both of these. Um, I don't know. I think I'm gonna go for Book of Mormon, though. I think it's just the one I. I just laugh. I mean, I just think it's so fun. So I'm going to go with Book of Mormon, but I'm kind of mad about it because I really like Hedwig and the Angry Inch, and I really wish I could just take something else out. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go with Book of Mormon and just let Leah make the decision. And Nikki has punted the final pick over to my lovely wife, Leah. Leah, I have been with you when I think... Did you... We see both We've these seen together. both of these together. We've yeah. seen both of these we together. We saw Hedwig in New York and we saw Book of Mormon at the Stress. Leah, the the pick is yours, and I genuinely have no idea where you're going with this. Well, so Steven, I actually sing Turn It Off every night with my daughter when we turn off the lights after she takes her bath at night. Um, and I make her lean over and we say turn it off like lights which we go click and then she clicks the little button to turn off the lights um in the bathroom so um it's funny that that's the one that you always skip over because it's probably the one that gets the most rotation in our house um but i also sing about orlando and disney every time they're mentioned in real life conversations uh which is actually a lot because i live in florida um but hedrick does have the powerful story it has some really good songs um, both of these shows spotlight a culture group that I really didn't grow up having a whole lot of strong knowledge about. So it's kind of cool that they both kind of educated me in its own, their own kind of weird way. Um, but honestly, I don't think I could sit through Hedwig again. I'm glad I saw it. It was important to me, but Book of Mormon, I would say hello to every weekend. So my vote's going to be for Book of Mormon. Book of Mormon has its second vote. It is moving on to the round of 32. We bid adieu to Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Um, that one, by the way, is insanely tough. That's a that's a tough matchup right there. They're both phenomenal shows. But let's go ahead and let's recap this controversial final quadrant. As we move <laughs> into the round of 32, we're going to have Hamilton up against next. No. Damn it. Hamilton up against Spring Awakening, the one seed versus the eight seed. The five seed, Come From Away, will take on the four seed, Dear Evan Hansen, in a matchup I can't wait to hear my wife talk out. Next up, the six seed, Hadestown, taking on the three seed of In the Heights. And we're going to wrap it up with the ten seed, the lone upset from this portion of the bracket. The ten seed, Billy Elliot, taking on the two seed, Book of Mormon. Ladies and gentlemen, you'll find that in episode six. You just have a week or so to wait. Next week, we jump into the round of 32. The round of 32 is going to take place. Oh, Lord. Next week. That is going to be the entire left side of the bracket. You don't want to miss it. Eight more matchups, and you're going to hear our panelists argue it out. For the Boozy Bracketology Podcast, I have been Chris. I've been Leah. Nikki? I've been upset by the last decision. <laughs> and I did mine wrong. I'm Nikki. Sorry. I'm upset by your <laughs> second decisions. We will see you all next week with a round of 32. Have a good one.